I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. Yeah, so we are doing Bachelor's Grove today. Yeah. So, do you have something for that? (laughs) So, I, um, honestly, I don't. I, (laughs) but, well, it's not, no, okay, what I don't have is a meal that's related to Bachelor's Grove because I was trying to think of something like spooky or like bloody like I don't know like <laughs> but I've already made like a tomato soup so it really right I couldn't think of anything that I haven't already done um that's related to Bachelor's mm. Grove so I'm just gonna share another recipe um my work is having some um like a little party tomorrow and we are hosting, um, like we're having a little party for a going away party. And so I was trying to think of like a little hors d'oeuvre food, um, to make. And so I made these little cucumber sandwiches. Mm. Have I ever, have you ever had any of those Emily that I made? Uh, I know I'm making for like small group, like our church has like a small group. I don't know. Maybe well, I have. Yeah, so it's like it's really simple. It's cream cheese, you know, that's a, a staple nowadays. Cream cheese, some Italian seasoning, like, and um, just like a little piece of rye bread. You spread that on the rye bread, and then you put a cucumber on top, and then sprinkle a little dill on top. Mm, it's so Honestly, good, and so good. yeah, and it's like, you know, when you're like, I don't know, I feel like women just really like little finger foods like that it doesn't have to be a sweet yeah. it's not sweet and <laughs> kind of it seems healthy I mean it's really probably not that healthy but it seems healthy it's healthier I mean, than a brownie so right exactly so I made some of that for tomorrow nice very nice all right so yeah this is uh bachelor's grove is a cemetery that is kind of local to us it's not that far from us um it's got a lot of spooky stories surrounding it so we're this gonna be a spooky episode with ghosts ghost stories (laughs) so um bachelor's grove began as a settlement in the 1820s by descendants of english irish and scottish immigrants It's about 20 miles south of Chicago, and it supplied a lot of timber materials for construction. Um, And it was eventually... Wait, is Bachelor's Grove not a cemetery? It is a cemetery. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It is. Continue. (laughs) So uh, the cemetery was created on the the settlement um, because obviously if people are going to be living in that area you know, people start dying at some point. Um, So it is actually one of the oldest cemeteries in Illinois. Um, So it's historical. I know. Uh, The first burial there was Mrs. Eliza Scott in November of 1844. So it's, I think it's always interesting. I mean, I don't know how she died or anything, but uh, it's interesting that like records are kept so far back and everything. Yeah. 
That's true. I mean, I'm sure her tombstone is not, you're not able to read that off the tombstone if there even is one anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, actually at the time too, it was like a park where families would come regularly on like Sundays to have a picnic next to like past loved ones and go fishing in the pond there. So it was kind of like a hangout spot to kind of hang out and honor your dead family. See, I wonder, like, that's sweet. I wonder when cemeteries got creepy to people. Exactly. Yeah. Like, as obviously it wasn't always like that. And, and I mean, cemeteries don't need to be a creepy place. I mean, no. you know, there are dead people in the ground, but like, yeah. like you said, you go and you are kind of there to remember your loved one. Yeah. So I've, I think we should adopt that more often now <laughs> in modern times, because I think that's kind of kind of sweet yeah but but i feel like if yes it should be adopted but i don't want to be one of the first people doing it because it's labeled as creepy (laughs) then then you look like a weirdo so yeah then because yeah i mean if you and i just started having picnics in a cemetery i'm bringing the family you know (laughs) be like that's that's strange that's kind of weird honestly actually i think i've i've done it recently but the it was um the cemetery where my grandpa is buried Mm -hmm. uh we went there one time just to like see the grave and then we like sat down had lunch next to it and then we left so like so I guess maybe it's normal I guess I don't really go to cemeteries all that often yeah Um, I mean I would say if you're like going to have lunch in like a really run down one creepy one like then you're kind of a weirdo but like it's well like you don't know anyone yeah if you don't know anyone in the cemetery right exactly then I guess it's kind of weird but anyway okay anyway um, so the cemetery eventually became uh secluded because of the closing of the Midlothian turnpike so it kind of separated the cemetery from the rest of the Blue Island area, which is what that area is called if you're not from there. Um, and that's when it started becoming kind of a more of a spot for like vandalism, drinking parties or like for teenagers and kind of a lover's lane spot sometimes, blah, blah, blah. And um, it just like was no longer in use. The last person to be buried there was in um, 1989. So it, no one's been buried there since then. And it's kind of like abandoned now. That's semi-recent. Yeah. They probably had like a plot there and then. Exactly. So I think they like, could have purchased it 50 years before that. Exactly. That okay. Yeah. I answered my own question. in the 60s and 70s they had a lot of problems in bachelor's grove of um satanic rituals and grave robbing there so that was like a big problem in the 70s especially um which is not great and i think that's when it started to get creepy there pretty much yeah you know that that alone if i knew like there was like an open woods area that had satanic satanic rituals going on in it then yeah then i would then i would label that area as creepy yeah doesn't even have to be a cemetery definitely (laughs) avoid it yeah any area not even a cemetery um 
So a lot of headstones ended up being broken and stolen, and there's a nearby quarry, and a lot of them ended up at the bottom of that quarry, so people just, like, destroying it all over the place. Really disrespectful. Um, so it's kind of, you know, not, not what it was now. And the paranormal stories started on the property in, like, the 19, all the way back to the 1950s, and... They last to today, obviously. Um, so there's kind of a lot of different stories. Um, there's about like, I think 12 famous different ghosts and stuff there. So I'll briefly touch on each of their stories. That's interesting. Okay. Um, so one of the biggest ones is this blue light story. So the blue light started um being documented in the 70s and it's described as it just shows up and is like a small like baseball sized and then it just keeps growing and growing to about the size of like a basketball and then it blinks in like 10 to 20 second intervals and follows people around the cemetery so like this just this random blue light that just kind of shows up and follows people i don't know i don't even know what to make of that yeah um sometimes it's said the light follows people down the midlothian turnpike and moves across the headstones as well and then some people have reported that the light kind of like i don't know how but like pushes people to the ground even though it doesn't like physically touch them, but they feel like a force that felt makes them like fall after they see the light. So interesting. Yeah, it's very weird. Well, at that point, is it a poltergeist? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of ghosts are start to be labeled poltergeist when they like mess with you. Yeah, when they're like interacting. Yeah, more. and not in like a possession way, but like a. I'm going to push you kind of way like that. Right. Like I'm slamming your doors. I'm, but not like in a scratching or like, yeah, that, that's something else when they start like injuring you and scratching you and stuff. Right. right. Yeah. I don't know. As an know expert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We watch a lot of ghost hunters. I, I literally do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was an incident in 1963 with this blue light of three young boys who were lost in the woods and they were found by the police on 143rd street after being lost for a couple of weeks and all three of them all they could say when they were found is they just kept talking about this blue light and nothing else and just that they saw this blue light they were following this light and that the light was like compelling them to just keep wandering the woods and stuff and that's all they could talk about so, I don't Did know. They said the blue light led them to safety eventually, or no? Like they were lost for a few weeks because they just kept following this light that would just circle around the woods and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's very strange. But that was like all the way back in like the '60s. So, like, and it's still being reported today. So that people yeah, still I, see it today. See, I believe that. Yeah. 
Um, so the next legend is this legend about the caretaker. Um, it has a couple different variations. So I, one version of the caretaker is kind of, I think a lot of places have this kind of urban legend of like the hook, you know, and you're like in the car and you hear this scrape along your car and you see like a hook hanging. Um, you've never heard that story? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Never mind. I thought that was like pretty popular. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know. I read it in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Remember those books? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the versions of the caretaker is like, yeah, uh, if you drive up to the cemetery and like park your car, like you're there as a couple, like ha ha ha, lover's lane kind of thing. And then you hear like this scraping and you'll see a hook because he had like one arm or one hand or something. And all he had was a hook. So that's one yeah. version of the story. That and is then, so creepy. I know. Um, another version of this caretaker, which is the more common one, uh, is about a house located by the cemetery that was supposedly this caretaker's house. And that he went crazy and murdered his family. And now he wanders the cemetery carrying a lantern. And he'll, if you like see his ghost, people have reported that they see him and he tells you to leave the area. And he also has like a shotgun sometimes. They always see him with the lantern, but sometimes a shotgun too. Um, and he kind of like follows you around, tells you to leave, kind of that kind of thing. Which, if I ever saw that, I'd definitely. Oh, yeah, I'd leave. Like, yeah, I'd like, like, okay, okay, bye. okay. Yeah. bye. <laughs> no, okay. My question about that, though, is so he's the one that murders his family, but then he, but then somehow he's stuck haunting the place. Yeah. Like, was, was it a murder suicide? Like, is that how he yeah. died? No, it was, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, that makes more sense. I was gonna say, like, wait, he, he killed them. Like, right, they're the ones that would typically be haunting the place. Yeah. <laughs> um. So his story is also kind of connected to another one called like the disappearing house, which um. So the house is also said to be this caretaker's house, and. It is like a small white two-story house with a porch, um, made, like built in probably like the 1850s, um, kind of Victorian style. And some people say when it appears, it also kind of looks like a farmhouse sometimes with like a small picket fence and a swing over the porch and everything. So the house kind of uh, they call it the disappearing house because when people see it, it sort of appears very solid and real. And when you get closer, it like shimmers and sort of like vanishes, like like a ghost house, pretty much. And when people see it sometimes and then they go back to see it again, to like take pictures and it'll be gone and like the house just won't be there. So um, another common report of like witnesses who say they saw it oh my gosh, what am I saying, is that they see a golden light from two of the top windows, and it kind of looks more like 
of flame and not electricity. So people say it's like the caretaker's like lantern, his little oil lantern, and that it's connected. Like that's the house he murdered his family in. And now it kind of just, it burned to the ground and sometimes appears and sometimes is not there. So it's like a, a ghostly house. But see, I wonder about information like this where it's like, do you think that these stories were created by people that actually like understand the history of it and like knew what the house looked like and they're like, oh, that must be the house? Or is it just like a group of teenagers? They're like, oh, there was a caretaker that killed his family. That must be the house, you know? Yeah. I wonder, yeah. like, how I don't know about as being it's a story and. It's something that could easily just be totally made up. Like, there's no record of a house actually being plotted there or anything, or, like, a family killed or anything. So, you know. So another one that happened. In the 1870s, a farmer and his horse were plowing the land um, next to a pond, and the horse got spooked or something, and ran into the lagoon and both the farmer and the horse drowned. And so that actually happened. That's actually in like reports. It was reported his death and the nature of the death and everything in 1870. Um, And now people say that they see an apparition of a farmer with his horse crossing this like 143rd street, which is right outside the cemetery. Um, and that they can see this farmer crossing the street and like going into the woods and it'll just like randomly show up. That is so, that's such an unfortunate way to go. I feel so bad for the farmer and the horse. Yeah, that's super sad. Um, I mean, I feel like I'd be scared of any, any kind of ghost, but of all the ghosts, I think I'd be okay with seeing that. I know kind of like more peaceful. like hello yeah, and apparently he like shows up on the street like imagine you're just driving down the street and you suddenly see this like farmer on his plow this ghostly farmer and his horse like dr- next to you while you're driving that would be I kind do of wonder that like does he glow or are you just like that's some weird farmer what's he doing I don't know. I don't know. I've, I mean, I've never seen a ghost, so I don't really know. Like, is he translucent? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what? What do they look like? Are they solid? Like, right. <laughs> These are the answers I need. Um. So the biggest legend of Bachelor's Grove, I would say, it's the one I knew growing up most famously and there's a very famous photo associated with her but it's the Madonna of Bachelor's Grove or the White Lady um she is she appears always in like a white dress and she wanders aimlessly throughout the cemetery and sometimes she's seen holding a baby in her arms oh yeah and there's this very famous photo of her sitting on a bench in the cemetery and I'll post it on the Instagram it kind of like made the legend like take off of like her actual ghost it's very debated if it's a fake photo or not but a lot of people believe it's real of her um you know yeah it's it's scary yeah it is kind of creepy like she's just sitting there not doing anything but like it's creepy yeah um 
so also around this legend about her, um, sometimes people say she only appears at nighttime, like in the moonlight, or specifically when there's a full moon, but I don't know. Um, it also, she kind of evolved into this um, name of Mrs. Rogers, which is in reference to um there's a very small grave in bachelor's grove with the inscription that says infant daughter and the name mrs rogers is actually in reference to a luella rogers who is buried right next to the infant daughter headstone so people kind of think possibly this madonna of bachelor's grove is this mrs rogers who had a daughter who died um, but they don't know if they're like actually related or not, these infant daughter and this Mrs. Rogers right next to it. So it's kind of just speculation, you know, of who this ghost could be. Right. That's that's kind of sweet. Like it kind of yeah. I mean, I don't know, it's it's really sad, but like it's sad. <laughs> the lady looks really old in the picture. Isn't she an old lady? Uh I don't know. I haven't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It's not a big deal. But anyway, um, yeah. like they're kind of reunited. That's kind of a, a, a satisfying way to try to think of it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I don't know. Uh, so another one is this this phantom dog, um, that is associated with like strange flickering lights and then when you try and follow and find the lights this huge black dog will just appear and then fade away like it'll just disappear so if you like try and get close to the dog it just like vanishes and of course it's like a black dog as it always is right okay for one it's not like a bad omen if there's a black dog I feel like that's like that means something bad the grim yeah oh man that's (laughs) the harry potter reference literally (laughs) that might Uh, be what i'm thinking um (laughs) but yeah okay so there's that thought and two you know with animals there's a lot of times where animals haunt places Mm -hmm. and usually they say like people haunt places or places are haunted because there's like unfinished business or whatever like what kind of unfinished business does that dog have? Or exactly, have? right. Like, what, what happened? Did he move on? Yeah. So there are a lot of different, like, reported sightings of this dog. And a lot of people say it looks like a Doberman um, when you actually get close enough to see it. But it doesn't do anything. Like, it doesn't, like, chase you or bark at you. Like, it literally just shows up and disappears. So, um, It's actually just a neighbor's dog. Literally. Just gets out sometimes. He just likes to take a walk by himself. Um, so in the summer of 1984, a group of um, people were camping in the cemetery. Um, seems fun, you know. And a few hours after they arrived, they noticed this yellow apparition near the trees. And then there were like red streaking lights and um they gathered their equipment and l- immediately left the area 
But there are other reports of seeing this phantom red rocket that just like blazes through the woods, blazes through the cemetery. It's like this fiery red, I don't know, thing. Um, and nobody can really explain where it comes from. They think it's like maybe like people with like Roman candles or fireworks, but that it just kind of like appears and is gone so quickly. It's like not like the shape of a firework. And so many people claim to have seen it that I don't know. It's very interesting. But this red light is another thing people say they see all the time at Bachelor's Grove. Yep, that would be alarming. Yeah. And um, the last one that is kind of associated with Bachelor's Grove is this yellow man, um, which <laughs> very strange. This ghostly man who's dressed all in yellow and kind of glows yellow just appears and watches people and then vanishes. <laughs> and some people say they feel very like they feel like a cold rush when they see this figure um, but otherwise, again, it's just like this guy who's just standing there dressed in yellow, just kind of watches you and leaves. So <laughs> this cemetery feels seems like all their ghosts or like the dog, the woman, like they just show up and they're just they, like, hmm, hey, how are you? And then just business. leave. <laughs> yeah, they carry on with their life. Yeah. So <laughs> they're not really like worried about you. Yeah. So those are like the biggest um, legends surrounding Bachelor's Grove. Doesn't really seem like there's too much like malicious intent going on there, you know, mm-hmm. like evil ghosts or whatever. But um, yeah, that I I wasn't familiar with some of those. I definitely knew about the Madonna of Bachelor's Grove. I think right. she's like the most famous in my opinion, as someone who lives in this area. That's the one that I've heard of, too. You know, I kind of believe all those, because usually when I think that they're like, well, I don't know about the orb pushing people down. That's kind of weird to me. Yeah. I feel like when people spread, uh, like, rumors like that, the stories are, like, insane. Like, yeah. if it's like, made up, it's like, yeah, this ghost came up and they said something to me. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, like, it's, I feel like all those, you wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, I saw a yellow man. He was there and he left. Like, I don't know. I feel like. Yeah. You, if you were making it up, you'd just say something ridiculous. Like, he chased exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there'd be more to the story. Yeah. And I, I found a website that has, it, like, writes down, like, reports of what people see and, like, interviews with people. Like, so if you want to, like, see, um specific instances and like what people saw I'll like put the link and there's like a bunch of stories on the website of like people who say they saw these things and what happened um yeah that'd be interesting yeah. to I've like, been I, to Bachelor's Grove I've never seen anything but maybe I'll go again maybe maybe one day I'll see something <laughs> but I don't think have you ever seen a ghost no I I saw strange lights one time and Garrett and Chambers can back me up because they were there oh, yeah. <laughs> we were oh, all yeah. really really freaked out we were all like what was that and like we were the only ones awake and uh, yeah. that was weird it was weird this yeah I, light. 
my uh my one co-worker she was telling me all about bachelor's grove one time she'd been there i don't think she had anything creepy happen to her either but like i but it's still when you go to places like they get creepy vibes you know yeah like definitely when you're there it, it, it might be like a mental thing like you're expecting mm-hmm. it to be creepy so it's creepy but when you're there you're definitely creeped out yeah and scared it, yeah it has that vibe to it yeah for sure yeah I've never oh well, actually I worked in a nursing home and it'd be like really late at night and a couple of things happened that were a little creepy but but otherwise like nothing no obvious like oh my gosh ghosts are real type stuff yeah I don't know I kind of I kind of want <laughs> I mean I don't want to invite anything into my home but like right. If I went to a cemetery or something, I'd want to see like a little, a little light or something. Like okay. I, just for me to know for sure. Like yeah, in exactly. my own head. Exactly. Like, I don't want happening in my house. <laughs> right. And I, I ain't using no Ouija boards or anything. Never, but... never in my life will I ever even come close to that. No, that's too, too far. Well, hey, last time you put me to sleep with your story. <laughs> and this time... Julia's asleep. Yay. Which I appreciate because she was not going down for her nap. So. <laughs> she finally decided, you know what, I'll go to sleep. Well, thank you, Emily, for looking up all that information. Um, you know, um, I decided that um, I'm going to start. I'm going to do one story. I'm gonna oh, yeah? And I'm going to do a story. I haven't figured out what I want to do yet. Okay. So one of these days, I'll do it. Oh my gosh, but, that'll be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Role reversal. <laughs> and then you can make something. Okay. Okay. Like so. ramen noodles. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, on that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder.